0: blog talk radio
1: well good morning good morning it is thursday here the last thursday in the very first month of 2021 this is dr dub carlin the host of the show with mr brian lutt good morning brian how are you
0: i'm doing
1: well and do you want to tell people what the name of our show is today i'm always teeing it up
0: It's definitely riding a
1: lion. (laughs) Maybe we should even change it from the influencers riding a lion with Brian Lunt to saying it is definitely riding a lion. I like that, Brian. I think that's a really good idea because quite frankly, um, it's not just in today's world. It's at any point in time when you are an entrepreneur, kaboom and kapow, there's, explosions all over the place because we enter in as entrepreneurs into a vision and we have to gauge how it's going to go and how we're going to go and every element of it and then figure out what if this works it doesn't work how do I deal with this part of the business this part of the finance these people these services these products this Placement, whether it's the internet out here or it's live, how in the world do we lead ourselves through that, Brian? What is the magic formula, do you think?
0: Well, I think um, persistence and adaptability are at the absolute core of any entrepreneur, and I would, I would be willing to bet that if you don't have strengths in both of those areas, you're probably not going to make it. Um, yeah. My, my, my dad gave me this over my shoulder here uh, this never, never, never give up.
1: Oh. Uh, yeah.
0: From Winston Churchill. And <coughs> if you have this level of persistence to never give up to what you're ultimately trying to accomplish, then you have underneath that this adaptability that allows you to pivot and maneuver and change and, and by any means necessary. Uh, evolve so that your ultimate goal will be right. And that's, that's what I think I've gotten. I won't necessarily say good at, but I've gotten very used to uh, as an entrepreneur over the last five years. And it's just a, it's like the constancy of it is what the the riding the lion um, slogan is all about is that you are, at times, very majestic on top of everything, uh, but at any moment, you can slip and get eaten. And that, <laughs>
1: that, that balance
0: of uh, uh, maneuvering so many things uh, entails. It's a daily struggle. It's it's interesting how things overlap, and that's a big part of what I, what I coach on. Um, I had a Bible study this morning. Yeah. It was all about the distraction. Uh, that's out there and all the things that are bombarding us and um, you know, trying to get centered and trying to get focused on what it is that we're trying uh, to accomplish. And also this battle between doing things well, doing things right, doing things for, for positive uh, and then doing things that are um that fit the program of go to school, go to university, get a job, have two point seven kids. You know the American Dream program. And so I I fight that battle on a daily basis. Of am I successful based on the program or am I successful based on the value that I give people and what I can accomplish? And it's a-
1: so every every entrepreneur. Has got a vision of what means really true success, right? So you're describing a cultural value there, and we're talking about pivoting. Um, so as an entrepreneur, like if you if you if you uh, grow up, do what you were you know raised to do during a certain era, let's say the 40s to 50s. Now, not true. The sixties and and coming forward the last part of the last century, um where you go to high school, you go to college and you get a mate and you start a family and then, in the seventies, they really started talking in this country about having two kids, and then they came up with this idiotic two and a half kids, you know, like anybody was supposed to interpret that you know so and then you know to to have have a home, have real estate. And have a job so you had regular income so that when you turn sixty five you would get social security, but you would have a little bit of more money in the bank. Well, that has really shifted a lot over the course of time. And now it's however many kids you have, wherever it is they come from, you get married, you get divorced, you have kids, you blend the families, and and so we've got more like a chop salad here than yeah. A regular fresh green salad or, or a Caesar salad where we know all the ingredients. So for entrepreneurs um, and with this entrepreneurial movement, as you're talking about persistence and ad- adaptability, I'm adding a couple of other elements in here that I think would be important for us to talk about. One is pace, the pace at which you try to accomplish all this, because it's really easy if you've got a big vision to think, ah, I, I got to be there, got to be there, not going to be there, not going to be there. Wait a second, wait a second. There's a strategy behind it. And and so PACE, and you were talking about your, your Bible study group this morning, talking about trying to get focused and centered and grounded, right? The only two ways that I know to really do that, I mean, we could talk about, you know, take a nap, go swim, but two ways that I know to do that is one, to pray, and two is to meditate, because it, it puts you in a position of stillness and and you you are pushed to quiet the mind and release all that ails you so that you you get the benefit, mind, body, and spirit. <clears throat> Next to that is the issue of trust. And the issue of trust is huge. And I had an epiphany over the last several days, And this really is nothing new, but with every situation that I'm looking at personally and in business, if there is a lack of trust in a scenario, it comes from one place, and this is a consistent. It comes from a lack of trust in self, and a lack of trust in self comes from by the time you get into adulthood, if you look at your life and you go, oh, I made that mistake. Uh oh, oh no, I made another mistake over there. Oh gosh darn it. You know, I'm, I've got this list of things I've done and I'm looking at my mistakes and I'm thinking to myself, hey, geez, I don't know what I'm doing. How can I, how can I make my next decision? And, and, and here's my solution for all of these things for pace. Pray every day for pace. Meditate every day. And if you're only doing it for 15 minutes, you need to do it for an hour. And if you say you don't have an hour, then you need to do it for two hours. Because <laughs> you got to capture yourself. The other thing is, in terms of trust, none of us would be sitting here listening, viewing anything if we weren't really good at life. We are survivors. No matter what you're doing, no matter what your life story is, if you're here now, you're upright, you're healthy enough to listen and to hear and to be thinking and feeling about the subject matter. And so confidence, you know, like take that whole negative list of ah! and say, you know what, I've learned a bunch of things. I am courageous. I'm not I'm not unable and unwilling to try. And so, all right, I'm going to keep banging my head into the wall with the same kind of boo-boos unless I really get some wisdom out of this, okay? And then you come to the adaptability part. And the adaptability part is about acknowledging in that list of what you think didn't work and you can't trust yourself because I did it over there, now I'm doing it over here, I'm going to do it over yonder. No, stop. And 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 allow yourself to say, you know what, this is amazing because I'm pretty darn adaptable. I I gave something a good run, and when it and when it didn't pan out, I, I I shifted gears. And as a matter of fact, when I find myself walking into that situation and being there, I now back it up sooner, you know. And then there was it was one other one that you mentioned. What were the two that you mentioned? Adaptability and what? Persistence. Yes. Never, never, never give up. (laughs) Keep trying. Because every single day is another opportunity for us. You know, like I come in my office here, and I've got, you know, these nice piles of things organized for my work. There's one over to the right. There's one over to the left. There's one right in front of me. And I think to myself, don't be overwhelmed. Just start with what it is that is urgent. You know, so it's like that quadrant, you know, that that square, you know, urgent, important, non-urgent, unimportant. And, you know, you put your stuff in those categories, at least in your mind, kind of to give you some structure. And then you start working your way through it. But, I mean, don't you think that all four of those things really tie together very, very well? Or what are your thoughts about all that?
0: In the quadrant?
1: Well, just that whole long pitch I just gave you.
0: Yeah, I mean... um... It, 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 there's a constant battle. Um, I think the structure and the foundation is what helps navigate. Yeah. You know, the persistence is the energy level that you subscribe to that. I'm going to make this happen no matter what. And the adaptability is, is kind of adjusting on the fly. If you have structure and foundation, that is a lot easier because you know what to rely on when when the persistence is waning or the adaptability is getting difficult. And so I think if you have enough foundation um, to focus on and you ground yourself in prayer and meditation, mm-hmm. um, I often talk about the difference between proactive living proactively and living reactively, and, which is the same kind of balance is that when you're grounded and you're centered with yourself and you utilize meditation and prayer to do so, you feel very proactive in the steps that need to be taken. Mm-hmm. When you get away from that, you get frenetic and reactive in the way that you um, take things on. And it's necessary to keep the, the foundation and to do the work. Uh, and it is daily. It's a daily challenge, uh, whether it's in business or it's with um your spiritual life you know that's one of the reasons that I talk about six areas of business six areas of life is because there's there's a lot to manage there's a lot six of is
1: what you said six, of six. yeah
0: there's different arenas that if we're wholly focused in one um the other ones will get out of balance
1: so and what are those six
0: the six are well so I look at life fundamentals which are typically your your time currency um your energy currency, um, understanding what your your vision for life is going to be, your purpose in life, okay. um, a very high level. And that's that's just foundations. From there we go into um, spiritual, health, okay. uh, physical. Um, and those are the three kind of internal components. And then when we get externally, we look at relationships, your culture or environments that you you spend your time in and financial.
1: Okay. So when you were talking about persistence and adaptability and um, pace and trust, which I added in there, I started thinking about being in a car and we're going to go from, from New York. We're going to drive across country to California and the foundation is the highways, the roads that we're gonna we're gonna go in and it and it's also the vehicle that we're gonna be in and our strategy, you know, we have to be adaptable. Like we might run upon, you know, construction or accidents or something or weather and we have to reroute a little bit. So we have to be adaptable there. In terms of pace, um, we have to be careful to do the speed limit and know when we're going too slow, we're gonna get pulled over. We're going too fast. We're going to get pulled over. And then, in terms of trust, we're trusting that the road is there. We're following it. The car is reliable. We're in it. We can we can adapt to anything that happens in the car. We've got temperature controls and and music and and all that kind of stuff. We just have to keep it fueled so that it stays reliable for us. And we're persistent. We have to we have to keep driving. We have to stay behind the wheel, and keep driving, and then rest and all that. So, if we do that, absolutely, the strategy is foundational. we can't we can't do it if we don't we can't just like get in the car and say, "Well, we'll just drive in any direction." yeah, you know, we'll get somewhere. okay, well yeah, you you know you won't know where you're gonna land, but you can just get in the car and burn gas, burn miles so i i I'm always looking for analogies that people can use so we can go from theoretical tangible so people can really follow along and it makes sense. They go, oh yeah. Damn, I have a crummy car. <laughs> you know, or there's no road. I have no idea where the road is, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: And and I think sometimes with with entrepreneurs that I've worked with, um so many people have got, oh I got an idea, I got a big idea. It's a great idea. Okay, what's the idea? Well, there's this thing that's going to do this thing, and it'll be great. Okay, how does it work? But well, I, I don't, I don't really know. Okay, who's who needs it? They're not really sure. How are we gonna, how are we gonna make make this a business? I don't know. But I really want this thing, and so people proceed into their life of entrepreneurship. Sometimes I think it's to feed an emotional need that they have. Or a psychological need that they have, and it's not really a business, you know,
0: yeah.
1: right? Yeah. yeah.
0: I've had the benefit, you know, through um, the co-working business that I had and the strategy sessions that we uh, ran, yeah, uh, a weekly up to daily basis, is that we would have um, business owners and individuals come in all the time, and what I often like to do is watch the patterns and see what people are identifying they need for themselves or their business. And what I have found is that most people view life through their own lens, so uh-huh. they have their own filter. Oh, and sure. They, they they project and mm-hmm. say, I think people need this. I think it would be nice if this existed. Um, you know, and in many times it's because they want it, Or they want something that that thing delivers. So, for example, um, podcasting is huge right now. It's going. There's everybody is is getting more aware of podcasting. It's. um, I know lots of people that want to start their own podcast, and I don't know that it's always. I have a podcast, and there's a huge market for what it is that I'm saying. It's more so I want to be heard and I want people to listen. <laughs> and and that to me is more uh, appropriate. So what I've tried to do is look at, can I provide a platform that that um, provides podcasting services? Because the audience out there, I don't know that the audience is really there. I think the the demand is for people wanting to do their own podcast. Uh, <laughs> right. And so it's, 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 it's identifying both. Yeah why do you, why do you need a podcast? Do people really want to hear what you have to say? Do people, um, are, are people calling you on a daily basis going, man, I wish you would tell the masses all this information that you have. Right. And nine times out of 10, the answer is no. Right. Right? If you want to have the, the platform, if you want to collect your thoughts, if you want to share that with people who ultimately might want to know what you're saying, um, that's an avenue to take. But at the end of the day, you're purchasing a podcast for yourself, not necessarily for a clientele. And and that's why i I've focused in on providing the services that people think they need in order to mine for gold. So the other analogy that my former partner used to always bring up, which I liked, is that you had this gold rush of people going up to the Klondike and everyone's out there trying to get crazy wealthy off of striking uh, gold. And it wasn't about you know, getting the gold, it was about selling them the tools that allowed them to go look for gold. So you sell them the shovels, you sell them the snowshoes, you sell them the sleds, and that's a good business. Yeah. Going and looking for gold is, is a fool's errand. Um, yeah. you strike? Maybe. Uh-uh. Will you, you know, probability, will you strike? Very, very low probability. And so figure out what people need on their way there as they look.
1: I've always thought that the idea of podcasting was hilarious, and I'll tell you why. Because I would say to people, what do you mean a pod cast? And, and you know, people don't know what they're talking about. You know, I'm going to be recording. Okay, so you feel like a really important person because you're recording. Okay. What are you going to do with it? Well, it's going to be really good. It's going to be really professional. It's going to have a nice cover on it. Okay. Is it? Is it something you can hold in your hand with this nice cover on it? No, it's Internet. Okay. Where on the Internet? And people don't know what's going to be on my website. Does anybody know that your website exists? I'm going to put it on my social media. Do you do business off of social media? So when people are talking about podcasts, it's a little pod. And nobody knows where in the world it goes. Where does it get placed? And it's casting, so it's broadcasting. This is one of the things I love about Blog Talk Radio and why I've been here all these years is because I know that this is a live broadcast. It gets packaged, and it gets shipped out by Blog Talk Radio to thousands of outlets, and that's amazing. And then people contact, you know. They contact me. They contact my my co-host. They don't always say where it was that they came from, I'd, I'd actually like to have, I'd like to have $1 for every place that these are distributed to, but I don't have the bandwidth to chase all that, right? And if your message is getting out there, you get traction. And if it makes, <clears throat> if it makes sense to people, they want to know more. And so the people who have really done well in, in podcasting, who are, then invited onto the news outlets. Not that that's a really good place to be anymore, but they're 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 all over the media. You know that that they've got a message that's really got some some authority to it, and they've got they've got a credential of some sort that makes their words credible. But you know, it, it bothers me for people that that as a culture we've gotten so lost. That we're we're reaching for. Will somebody please listen to me if I'm talking? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and that's um, that's where I think the majority of people that that are are cluttering up the podcasting roles, and and unfortunately making it probably more crowded than it than it ought to be. But when you when that's been the kind of curse of technology over the last number of years is that. it's it's a wonderful thing that everybody has access to this technology in order to record themselves, in order to create production. Um, You know, you can create a mini movie on your phone, you know, and and Mm -hmm. to think that, you know, 20 years ago, you could buy a thousand dollar piece of equipment and it will do all the things that you need it to do in order to create. Um, And then, and then it's just a matter of distributing and finding an audience. Mm -hmm. The, the, capability to create is very cheap the the capability to be heard and to monetize the audience and to have something good to say is expensive and it's difficult and it takes time and talent and um and in many cases it takes treasure you know you have to invest into uh developing audience marketing distribution right that's where i've found the biggest hurdle in a lot of the things that i do is the distribution side of things. And it's because our, our, especially in 2020, for me, it has been so confusing, the messaging that has been going outward. The, the mainstream media, in my opinion, is, is a lot of garbage. And, and whether you subscribe to, um, you know, the amount of commercials and advertisements that are out there, the mixed messages that come from all political sides, the amount of content that is out there that has little to do with anything. It's just more. Um, we've, we've lost a lot of quality in, in, in really vomiting out quantity, in my opinion. And so I think a lot of people are craving quality and looking for leadership and looking for all the things that we want, that we desire, and, um, and it's just too crowded. There's just too much mixed messaging.
1: Yeah, and there's no screening.
0: Yeah.
1: Here's here's one of the here's one of the other parts of this. This is an ongoing theme for me. Credentials. Who are you to say that you are going to lead people? What is your training? What is your basis? Because if you got up this morning and said, I and, Guru, I will show you the way. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, there's so many people out in the world, and there always have been, who need leadership. And so they look around and they see. And somebody says, I can do this for you. Okay. Your friends tell you stuff to do, too, and that doesn't mean that you should listen to them. You know, it's like if, if – here's what I don't understand. If you have a toothache, do you, do you look for somebody who is just out there saying, you know what, I got this idea about your teeth, and I can do all kinds of magic things. You know, I'm going to have you chew on a stick here. As opposed to you go to somebody who is credentialed, who is really authentic, they're genuine, they're valid, they're reliable – And they can only take up the space legally in that lane. And then you've got all these other people running around going, no, no, I can do it. I can do it. Well, what is it that you can do? And, and, you know, it's interesting. I just went through this thing on social media with people posting about all the different news about things going on in 2020. And, and I, and I took the time and I commented back to people What you've printed here is actually not credible. Well, what do you mean? It was on the Internet. Right. There is no no oversight on the Internet. You don't have to go through a gateway to get approval about whether this is appropriate or not. Now, if you go to Google Scholar, you'll go into at least peer-reviewed journals that are really, you know, research that's sifted through by experts, but anybody can go say anything they want at any time. And, and and people no wonder entrepreneurs are lost.
0: Well that's the state of affairs that we're in right now. I think the I think the social media market and and unfortunately the mainstream media have delegitimized information because they they've pressed on, you know, social media anybody can talk. And anybody can listen, regardless of whether it's credible or not. And and the media, all sides of the media, have added so much bias to what it is that they either show or how they report that it can't be trusted. And so we're craving, in my opinion, I think a lot of people are craving objective information, and, and allowing us to use our critical thinking in order to um, you know come to our own terms yeah. on those that we believe. But there's there's so much bias in everything that is being projected out there, it's, it, for me, I've gotten to the point where I just feel like turning it all off.
1: Guess what? You and me both. I, 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 I think that is the, I'm going to talk about the American public. Uh, you know, we could talk globally and, and most of us are, many of us are, are talking more and more globally because we're having such an amazing shared experience of the of of uh, cultural conditions last year and this year yeah. but if we just take the American public our brains are overloaded with all this information that has come out there you and I have had conversations about you know off air about that very topic you know like well I looked at this I don't know if it's true I hope that's true I don't know I don't know and you know you try to you try to vet things as best you can, but when there's no credible filtering, you know people can seem really reasonable. <laughs> what they share with you can seem pretty reasonable, and then you know it, it like all dissipates. Yeah. The sad part about that is is we're talking about riding the lion. We had originally put this show together to talk about riding the line intentionally as an entrepreneur, but right now it's like everybody is riding a freaking line and they didn't sign up for it. Yes. And isn't that horrible? So even more so, this is not just about entrepreneurs, it's about our lives. It's about our our really truly our authentic well being, our our sanity. Because we are all on on lions right now and being kind of dragged onto the journey, and and we didn't we didn't even want to leave the breakfast table. Yeah. And so all the things that we're talking about that that um, adaptability, that persistence, that trust, and and that um, that reality of pace yeah. are so essential because. When we're talking about, about life, to, to in our life be able to launch a business, uh, do something that's going to generate revenues for us so that we have options for our food and shelter and, and, our, and our safety, all those things get threatened if we don't take our time to think it through. And, you know, for people who have means – People think, well, they can just do whatever they want. Well, only for a certain amount of time. Right. And then the means are either exhausted or or shifted away from them or or their sanity is so impinged upon, so pinched because of all the uncertainty that there's nobody, I think, Brian, who really is exempt from yeah. the four the four things that we've been talking about. And, and you and I are both in leadership positions and people are looking to us to be able to gauge what am I going to do? Because you and I are both providing something and people yeah. have decided to follow us.
0: Yeah.
1: And so if we don't practice these four elements, then there are people out there who are, are going to look all over the place you know, do a 360 turn and come right back to where they started from and still wonder, now what do I do and how come I feel dizzy?
0: Yeah, and, you know, this, this is one of the um, challenges of leadership as well because I think what we're going through as a society has everybody uncertain, has everybody kind of frenetic, has everybody riding a line together. And when when certain conditions are stabilized, when you have a markets that are predictable, at least to the point that they can be, when you have institutions that are have foundations, uh, when you have a structure, whether it's the American structure or the foundations of what we believe in, um, and they're solidified, the people that I think are more geared towards entrepreneurialism and can handle the um, per, you know the persistent nature of the adaptability, the pace, and trust those foundations mm-hmm. can navigate well. When when a lot of those things have shaken, and I'm I'm speaking personally, it it makes that that ride even harder.
1: Yeah, because
0: does. you're as a leader developing um, insecurities about things, and people are looking at, to you for the answers, and you're going, I don't have the answer either. And, and I can give you my experience, I can give you what I've done in the past, I can give you what I, what I think is right, but if, if you don't know the answer, or you don't have a good idea, um, it challenges your leadership capabilities, at least in my experience. It, it does. Because, because it, it, it and, and, and the thing that I challenge myself to every day is that it's okay for me to say I don't know. I do that with, with my parenting Sometimes my kids come to me and ask me a question and I go, I don't know. You asked me, so I could make something up. And I think that's dishonest. I could, I could try and sound smart. I think that's dishonest, but I think it's appropriate to say in the moment when you don't know that you don't know. Um, it's just, it's a strange environment to be operating in right now. And I, I, I also go back and forth between optimism and pessimism, because I think we're in a situation where the world has to adapt to something. Our societies have to adapt to something. I'm very optimistic that we can adapt to something positive in a new paradigm shift. Uh, there are nefarious forces all over our planet that are trying to adapt us into something
1: mm-hmm. negative,
0: in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a fight uh, that we fight internally internally but it's also a very large fight um, at a societal level as well. And and I think the only way we can fight is individually, but um, there are some, there's some big things underway.
1: I think, okay, this is, this is two different perspectives here. I don't think that we should ever say, I don't know, because if we have confidence, if we trust ourselves, we can always come up with something. And when someone comes to us, and asks the question, they sincerely want some help. Mm -hmm. And they're in some kind of a quandary. So if we don't know, they don't know, we ought to dive deep and trust that at some level we do know something. Mm -hmm. So when somebody comes to me and says, I have this question or I don't know what to do, I'm always saying, I do, I do, (laughs) I know what you can do. And I dive deep immediately to find something, because more than anything right now, Brian, I think, I think that you don't give yourself enough credit, because you have answers, you're a smart guy, and you've got more experience than what I think you allow yourself to feel fabulous about. I love to puff you up, because then you try to argue with me a little bit, and that's always kind of cute. And so, <clears throat> go ahead and defy me that I think you're A-plus material. So when people in today's culture are lost and you're saying, I'm riding the lion, they're going, go, Brian, go, ride the lion. You can do it. You can do it. And they look to you to be able to do that. So when you start wiggling around on that lion, they go, oh, are you okay? And you say, I don't know. They're going, oh, no. But really, you have tremendous capacity you are writing that line, and you're trying to figure it out. And, and it's a great lesson for people. It's a great lesson for people not to wait until you're at the place of arrival to say, well, see, so we made it from New York to California. I just never knew on the way if we were going to. Well, gosh, I wish you would have told us that you actually could do it because then we wouldn't have needed the little, you know, bags to – pitch our cookies into when we were really sad and, and scared and, and car sick. We do one another favors when we say, okay, you know what, here it it's gonna be okay. Everything always works out. It's going to be okay. We can do this. This will this will be okay. You know, w we, we can get there. And like the journey that you're on right now, you know, you're looking, you've got this fabulous St. Louis Business Club. I love it. I love the model of it. I love the physicality of it. I love the virtual elements of it. <clears throat> and you've got some really cool things that are going on in there. Mm-hmm. I don't cool. think you give yourself enough credit for that.
0: What uh I, I yes, I will I will admit to that. I don't I don't ever toot my own horn and I probably Ooh. don't spend much time
1: on Oh. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So you agree with me? <laughs> sure, I can do that from time to um, time.
0: What I will, what I will offer is that I think, I think one of the things that I struggle with, and yeah. what I'm trying to fine tune, especially now, given given the context of our uh, economy and environment, and for me, the unpredictability. You know, I often have said that my my career has been in risk management because of being a community banker and a financial analyst or a financial planner. I'm, I've tried to get very comfortable with risk,
1: yeah. And, and I
0: just don't. There's some things that are, don't pass the intuition test, the gut, that feel very off. And so I'm. There's an unpredictability to it. What I struggle with is the the connection to a paradigm or an institution or a or an idea that is not going the way that I had anticipated. Perfect example is. I have a location. My location was built for in-person interactions. I want people to come and experience one another and uh, enjoy life. Given the context of COVID and the fear of getting sick and giving people sickness, that demand has been eliminated. And so people don't want to gather together.
1: So it's shifted.
0: It's shifted. It's shifted. It hasn't
1: really been eliminated Right. Okay. Because you do have people who show up, but it's different. It's shifted.
0: It's, it's different. And when you, when you play the recipe of time and energy and, and capital and the things that you have to invest in order to make something successful, at what point do you rip the Band-Aid and, and, and pivot? And so the perfect example is I have a location that I spend however many thousands of dollars to support on a, on a monthly basis – the intent was never to spend the money. And that's the other big caveat with business is if you're investing or spending in something that you don't ever expect to return in some manner, then you're just wasting dollars. Um, and And if I'm continually putting money into a location and it's so unpredictable that I don't know when or where it's going to turn, you have to do the calculation that says, okay, I can do this for another six months. And then if people don't start utilizing it to offset that cost, then it doesn't make sense any longer. And that's a business decision. But getting to the attachment and the emotional side of things, you say, oh, I was building this business or I was building this way of doing this business and Mm -hmm. I still really want that portion of it to work. Mm -hmm. You have to get over the emotional attachment of saying it might not work. I might have to close that portion and pivot and develop. And so that's where, you know, transferring where a lot of people have gone from in-person um, interactions, large office structures that cost lots and lots of capital to this, you know, video conferencing like we're on right now, mm-hmm. and being able to meet uh, in different cities. And there's a lot of good positive things that will come out of that. There's a lot of good evolution that will come. Oh yeah. That. But, but we have, we we are are challenged to drop the old ways and and develop into something else. And so where I am is 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 the attachment de- determining what the attachment is and what is a business decision and what is a emotional decision.
1: Yeah, there's a <clears throat> there's um <clears throat> there's a reason why you call it riding the lion.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: so, one of the things that I love about what's happened in 2020. Imagine saying that. That's almost like an oxymoron is I actually have more intimate relationships with people because of zoom and the phone. Yep. because you know we're not just bumping into one another at some event some networking thing you know where everybody's yappity yapping and big crowds of people and you know oh I, I talked to you for oh yeah I meant to talk to you no this is very intentional and so the dialogue that I've had with people over this whole, still going on. And I don't see an end in sight. People are talking about, well, I'm thinking maybe March. Well, I'm thinking maybe June. I don't know. How, how are people predicting this stuff? I don't, I don't see any way to be predicting. So what have I learned? I think, I, I think I've told this story many times. i am telling it again. When I was in high school, somebody gave me a, a book titled Be Here Now. It was about an inch thick. It was about six inches by six inches. It was a square, and every single page in that one inch book, an inch is a big book. It's lots of pages,
0: yeah,
1: and every single page in different font, in different colors in different directions said the same thing. Be here now. I was furious by the time I got through that book and i and I walked back to the person and I said, Why did you give me this book? What's the point?" And I was like 14, and they said, really, you don't get the point? It's like, be here now. What does that mean? I am here. What are you talking about? No, you're actually not always here. You're like, you're in the past. You're thinking about the past. You're in the future. You're planning the future. What about right now? So the most solid thing that's happened in 2020 and in 2021 is be here right now. You know, I i mean, really, seriously, I'm not being dramatic when I say, I don't know if I get the rest of the day, let alone tomorrow. Yeah. So if I don't feel my confidence, my wisdom, my optimism, my heart beating in my chest, my love of life and others right now, I'm afraid when I die, I'm going to go to hell. Because I didn't appreciate my life. I can't wait. I mean, believe me, there are so many things I want out of life. You know, I, there's a lot I want personally. There's a lot I want professionally. There's a lot I want physically. There's a lot I want virtually. But I need to be right here, right now, and say, "Ah, oh, I can see and hear and feel. And I, I have all of this right now. And if I have this, then this moment can be productive for somebody. So like for instance, our audience. You now our audience is going, "I don't know what to do. I know what to do. Be here right now. If you've got your hands on the steering wheel and you're driving, love it that you're in a vehicle and you know how to drive and navigate, and your scenery is changing. And use it as a metaphor for everything in life is always changing. It's okay. It's all right. It's fine. Let it be. And, and and know that what is the constant in life? The constant in life is you. The constant in life is your ability to control your mind and to allow your heart to really feel and expand, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's okay.
1: why you can get on the lion.
0: Yeah, and that's, that, that's again, it's... Um back to my Bible study this morning, that was what we were talking about: was the the constant battle. It doesn't it doesn't let up. Right. There, it's not it's not as if we're going to arrive somewhere and be sipping a mai tai on the beach. Right. And and all the clutter in your mind just goes away. Right. At least not without a significant amount of work. It's not going to go away. Okay. And it's it's getting comfortable with the constant chatter, or doing your best to quiet the constant chatter of whether you're making the right decisions or you're all those things. And, and I think the focus on now, the focus on prayer, the focus on meditation, um, listening, there's a, there's a cathartic and meditative um, way to listen Mm -hmm. when you fully embrace what someone is saying, as opposed to, thinking about what you're going to say next, you know, right. developing their problem in your head and strategizing a solution. There's a lot of different ways to just fully be present in the moment and enjoy those things as they come. Mm-hmm. I, I struggle with this on a daily basis with my children because I'm so geared as a business owner to think about what I'm doing, what my next moves are, what's been happening, what the communications are, to eliminate that, to turn the phone off, to turn the clutter in my head around and, and, and eliminate it so that I can be present with my kids. Yes. And that is, that is the ultimate, for me, the ultimate um, classroom for learning how to be present with people because they're the ones that want it the most in my life, Yeah. and, um, and it's difficult for me. So it's, uh, you know.
1: Oh, good. I love hearing that. Yeah. So this is the blessing of why you have little people in your life. Oh, yeah. So that you have to play because as children, we don't know anything else, you know, Yeah. like, just, let's just play. So I'll tell you what, it's a theme in my life. I need playmates. I want people around me who will just play.
0: So that it's funny that you say that because that has been the theme of um, of some of the programs that I've been that I've been collaborating on is adding a, a business plus life, plus play element to some of the consulting opportunities that we have. There, there's a lot of chatter, a lot of clutter, a lot of distraction in life right now, and helping people play could be a very good resource um, in, in every aspect, really, because we're not getting enough. Our children are sitting on Zoom rooms all day long looking at screens, and I would prefer I would prefer them just playing half the day and learning creatively and being outside <clears throat> than just sitting on a screen. And I think our entire society is, is craving some play, some outlet. And so if we can create experiences and consulting opportunities that allow us to come in and and really Pull in or pull out of people their sense of play, and make the environments that they're already in, their daily life, being in the now, um, much more positive. And I think there's I think there's something really exciting there. And if we can if we can teach some business fundamentals and some life fundamentals alongside that, um, what I see is not you know, oh, Brian's coming to give us a lecture on business fundamentals. It's, oh, Brian's coming to play with us, yes, you know, exactly and it's, right. it's a totally different, you know, mindset. So,
1: Well, here's the other thing. So here in my office, I have my colored pencils. I have my Crayolas. I have yeah. some, I have some uh, construction paper. I've got glitter. I'm looking around because I see all my stuff. I've got magic markers. I've got clay. And so I never stop making time in my day to just cut it out and get playful with it is I'm making my appointments in my appointment book I'm color coding them because then that allows me to be playful with it so you know the, the the beauty of children is you go to take a bath and you know they want like a rubber ducky and and bubbles and they make a beard on their face out of the bubbles 'Cause they don't know you just go in there, like what do we do as grown ups, go in there and soak. You know, just lay back, just soak.
0: Yeah. And 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 I wish I wish I could get out of this, you know, other stuff and just Yeah. Play.
1: Yeah. And so the idea of playfulness and lightening our heart, if we can just infiltrate that with everything in our in our being we're, we're so we're so much better. It's, and, and by the way, it's one of the reasons why I named each day of the week for doing, you know, most of these shows. So it's Thankful Thursdays. You know, we do our show, but there's Thankful Thursday. And, and it really is a show about gratitude and what are you grateful for and why should you be and, like, what is it right now? And Saturday, <clears throat> well, Friday is Freedom Fridays. And so Dr. Charlie Cartwright and I talk about Where does freedom come from? It's in your head and it's in your heart. And on Saturdays, I do sensuous Saturdays. Now everybody thinks it's going to be really sexy, you know, like whoa, Deb, Doctor Deb, you know, what's that about? It's like it's not a strip show, you know. It's it's a stripping away, being uptight, and allowing yourself to live this this uh, experience of our vision and our hearing and our tasting and aroma. And touching and feeling and you know, a couple of times I've gone outside, even in the cold winter, and like taken off my, my boots and stood on the cold ground, you know, like, whoa, this is an experience. Yeah. And and that all facilitates our playfulness, but what it really does is it centers us. Yes. It gets us back into what is life about? Because life was not created to work to make a paycheck happen. It was about to have meaning and purpose here that we love and to be participants in a culture, in a society, to be able to emanate and create. And, and Brian, here comes back to you again in a, in a way that I don't think that you give yourself credit for. Look at what it is that you've done. It's very playful. It's not such heavy, serious business. You've created a playground for people to come into. to. Come on, come on, come on out of your house. Come on out of the job that you don't want to do. You want to be working for yourself. Come here. This is the playground where we can play with our ideas and our workload. But then people need to know, okay, so we came together. We're going to do this. Now I'm going to go and I'm going to sit and I'm going to do this over here. That's going to be tangibly productive. Sometimes people have a very difficult time with that transition, don't they?
0: Yeah. Yeah. The and, the and the design behind everything I've done for a number of years is, Practice hard so that the the game is easy, and it's it's a matter of coming to a a location or coming to a mindset or being a part of a consulting session or a, a workshop that allows you to play with some things. I'm going to play with some marketing ideas, and I'm going to say, if I do this, this might happen. I'm going to play with some sales techniques, and if I do this, this might happen, and I'm going to do some exercises, and I'm going to work with some folks, and I'm going to try these things, and I'm going to play with it. And I'm going to have fun with it. And hopefully it's, And that's why I always use the analogy of how you spend your, your revenue-producing hours is, is game time. Because if you're playing the game, you're making money, but you should love what you're doing. You should be yeah. passionate about what you're doing. Right. And if you can practice those things very, very well, then you go into the real world or you go into your business setting and you implement them. Then you've gone through the muscle memory. You've gone through the exercise and you've done these things so that you know, yeah, I know exactly how to rebut this. This, um, um, this no. I know this person has said the five different things that I knew was already coming and you're in this natural environment and your playfulness because you know exactly how the pitch is being thrown. You know where you're Mm -hmm. going with everything. And that is the whole idea of working through all the different areas of life and the areas of business so that you have grounded understanding of where you want to go when you're confronted with the the craziness of riding a lion. And so if you can ground yourself in that, in that, in that theater um, and, and trial it, you know, the, the game time, the reality is easy.
1: So what do you got on the books for today and tomorrow to close out your work week before you have fun over the weekend?
0: Um, it's, it's wild because, um, I have, I try and build buffers into my hours and my consulting sessions and, and new business development. And the last week, cause I was on vacation for a couple of days, every hour is back to back. And so I'm, uh, no rest for the wicked. So I'm, uh, yeah, back to back meetings with, uh, with current clients and potential clients and strategic partners. Um, you know, I try and throw in a workout here and there and, and, and other things to keep in balance um but yeah lots of lots of activity are you
1: uh, you you gonna have lunch
0: what's
1: that are you gonna have lunch
0: i don't think i've scheduled lunch in for today maybe tomorrow
1: you need a new scheduler i think you're fired
0: i agree (laughs) i would love to fire myself from scheduling that sounds
1: fantastic i'll schedule you (laughs) oh you'll love your schedule if i do your schedule it'll be so cool
0: I like
1: it. Yeah. Cause there'd be a workout and prayer and breakfast and a couple of meetings with about, you know, half hour in between nothing back to back. Yeah. And then you'd have lunch and it would be lovely with phone calls and, and, um, and playful time. And then you would, uh, like kick back for about a half hour and then you'd have maybe some time to write and to, uh, yep. think, and then you'd have maybe two meetings, and then yeah. you'd get to go. That's
0: what I, can, that's what I recommend on my clients. <laughs> <laughs> the cobblers, the kids, have no shoes. You know. <laughs> that's right.
1: Well, this is a good place to close out our show. Brian Lunt, tame that lion.
0: So we're doing.
1: Keep it going. All right. Friends, this is Dr. Deb Carlin and Mr. Brian Lunt here on The Influencers. We're influencing you to have the courage to get on that line and write it. we'll help you out. It'll be all good. So until next time, this is us saying a l'heure and peace out. Stay safe out there.